0: Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.
1: Coleman
2: Taylor Transmission, servicing Central Mississippi for over 60 years. Their ASE certified technicians offer dependable transmission services, a warranty, and record services. Call Coleman Taylor today for all your transmission needs.
3: This is Gerard Gibbert, and thank you for listening to Middays here on Super Talk Mississippi. Get
0: ready, get ready to go beyond the headlines.
3: And welcome to Midday Super Talk Mississippi. I'm your host, Gerard Gibbert, along with a rhino in the Element Wealth Studios, guiding you through the middle of your day with facts, fodder, and fine music as we kick off a brand new week. Morning, rhino. Howdy, howdy. I presume you had... uh... A nice little time off there,
4: huh? oh, yeah, it was a nice long weekend for me. I got to uh, get some unpacking and settling in, finished up, and yeah. then I took a trip to Tupelo to see the family and spend some time with Dad for Father's Day, which was great. yeah, uh, it's kind of funny he's he he we lost mom several years ago now, mm-hmm. or a couple years ago now, mm-hmm. and then the the dog passed. So, so dad's had this kind of dark joke about he's, he's not getting a new dog and he's not getting a new wife. <laughs> but when I pulled up, he was sitting in the carport with uh, a cousin cat of Porch Cat named Carport Cat. <laughs> there's a cat that has come up in the yard and meowed at him enough, so he's feeding him. And uh, now there's another cat that's fat, that's eating the food that he's having to kind of compete with to feed the skinny cat a.k.a. Carport Cat. So Porch Cat now has a cousin named Carport Cat. I love it. That's awesome. Your dad's good?
3: Oh, yeah. good. I thoroughly enjoyed meeting him when I was in Tupelo uh, last year and look forward to hopefully him coming by again when we're up there. So, Well, how about you? How was your weekend? It was good, very good. Played a little golf, you could tell. Been out in the sun. I think I'm getting to that point where I'm about as tan as I'm going to get, maybe. But... Uh, it was a sunny weekend. It was hot. Man, it was hot Saturday. It was oppressive humidity. Yesterday, a little front, I think, moved through and uh, sucked some of the humidity out of the air, so it was more pleasant. Still hot. Still a bright.
4: You know it's been hot when 85 and 90 is considered mild. That's true. Very true. Uh, had a good Father's Day. My adult
3: children were good enough to cook dinner for the family last night, had a gathering Couple of gifts, and uh, just good, good discussion. Nice weather. Yes, yeah, overall good. Can't complain whatsoever. And the old Miss Rebels did pretty good.
4: First time to win game one at the College World Series since 1956. Correct.
3: Beat the Auburn Tigers and uh, did pretty well. I mean, how, what can you say about the pitcher Delucia?
4: Wow, it's about what you—it's about the best you could hope for in a first game starter. I think so too. I mean, he going that late in the game, dominant performance, no doubt
3: about it. Captain Tim Elko, first baseman, slugger for the Rebels. He and his family united in Omaha for Father's Day. Good story about that. But Dylan DeLucia, he was in attack mode, man, on the hill, and. uh Went really well. I mean, pitched really, really well, and now they gotta take on the Arkansas Razorbacks, the Hog Nation. That'll be this evening. At six o'clock, again our time, right? I believe so. What a performance they had at the plate. Jeez. They were ripping some hits. Seventeen to two over Stanford in their opener. So Stanford plays at two today?
5: I think I that's guess, right. Robert?
3: I think that's right. The loser's bracket, yeah.
4: essentially. So tonight... Which you've already had one team sent home. Texas. With the Texas Longhorns. Who, if I'm not mistaken,
3: has appeared in the College World Series more than any other team. Uh, I know they That sounds right. Yeah, I think... I used to know all this stuff. Uh, my son was recruited by University of Texas. We went on an official visit. and uh, But we learned some of that stuff about their history. A number of national championships. I, th- I want to say USC
4: leads in that category. Yeah, USC has 12 titles and okay. 14 finals appearances. Texas has six titles out of 12 finals appearances.
3: Okay. Okay, gotcha. Uh, Well, they're pretty good over there. Um, And LSU's up there as well, right? Five or six?
4: Yeah, LSU has six titles and seven appearances. Okay, all right. Pretty good run rate for them.
3: No doubt about it. And most of those, of course, were in the 90s. Yeah, 91, 93,
4: 96, 97, 2000, and their last one was in 2009. Okay. And then uh, they made it to the finals the championship series in 2017, and came in second.
3: Okay. Texas won last in 05. Is that correct?
4: Mm, Texas, yes, 2005. Their six was 1949 and 1950, and then again in 1975, and then again in 83, and then 2002 and
3: 2005. I think 05 is the same year, if I'm not mistaken, they won the college football national championship.
4: that sound right? Mm, maybe. I can sort of, I can't remember. It was the, USC, wasn't it?
3: I don't know. Well, we're reminiscing now. That's a long time ago, you know, 17 years. So we'll look that up. But anyhow, tonight we got Ole Miss in Arkansas, two SEC West teams. And I don't know. It feels like whoever wins this is in the proverbial driver's seat. What do you think?
4: Oh, easily. I mean, as far as the pitching rotation that you would presume would be used in tonight's game, unless it just turns into a slugfest and both teams have to go deep in their bullpen, the winner, by virtue of the way the tournament's set up, their pitching rotation is then set up for success.
3: Yeah, I agree with you. And you get... Little extra time off, dude, right? Right. So. Because
4: if you lose that game, especially if you had to burn through a bunch of your bullpen, you got to turn right around and fight for your life at the tournament and use pitchers while the winning team gets to rest. Yeah. So it's a it's just a big advantage. Winning the first one, of course, is huge. Oh yeah, advantage. huge advantage.
3: And uh, that's why that was such a big deal. But anyhow, uh, it's always fun though. It's so cool, isn't it, when you think about this year, I think, Ole Miss being in there, last year Mississippi State winning it all. says a lot about the quality of baseball and the programs here in the state of Mississippi, for sure.
4: I think it could be argued that the, the Magnolia State pays more attention, puts more effort and resources and capital into the game of baseball than any other state. No doubt. I and mean, the Southeastern Conference is the toughest conference in several sports, and baseball is one of them. But Mississippi takes it seriously.
3: Absolutely, no doubt. And I think a lot of that could be attributed to the quality of the youth programs here in the state. I've certainly had the honor and pleasure for being involved in that for a long time. And um, I coached kids at very young ages that I saw a lot of potential in. Both got drafted. Two, Two got drafted. So and played D1 ball. One got drafted out of high school. The other played Ole Miss and then got drafted. It is true. 2005, Longhorns won football as well. They were the consensus national championship team. So they won football and baseball in the same year. How about that? That's pretty sporty. I know when we were on the visit out there and getting the tour right in um, the stadium there where the, the... Longhorn baseball team, of course, plays. There's double doors kind of tucked in on the first base side between sections of the stadium. And you walk through those double doors, and you're in the complex underneath the stadium, the dressing rooms and the meeting rooms, and they actually have a training table facility, little cafe, so to speak, for the players and the coaches. But as one might expect, the first thing you see when you walk through those double doors in glass cases, the national championship trophies, right? Well, of course. And that's to your right when you walk in, and boom, that hits your eye. But the, but you're kind of a little offset from a fairly long hall that connects you to the rest of the facility. And that whole wall is, i got to say, 40, 50 feet. And it's glass uh, cases as well. And it's all their trophies through the years, because you get... Obviously, you get trophies for regionals and super regionals and conference championships and tournaments and stuff. It's pretty impressive. But I'd have to say the most impressive aspect of that program, and they're not what they were in their day, but they're obviously coming back. They have they have one wall, a slatted wall, where they've got the helmets, batting helmets, every single major league team that are attached to that slatted wall. And underneath or gold nameplates, engraved nameplates, of players that went to UT that played in the bigs, not the minors, the bigs, they're the only team that has a player who has played on every single major league team, coming from the the Longhorn program, and at the top says, Longhorn's in the majors, I mean, it's pretty impressive, pretty neat. Anyhow, we got a break right here with center field. How a propost there. Rhino appreciate that. We'll come right back. We got Dr. Catherine Philippi, pediatrician with Trust Care Kids, gonna talk about vaccines for kids at eleven oh five and then super talk outdoors at twelve.
5: Hey, this is Bob, and if you're like me, you like dealing with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954 and are headquartered right in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks. Majestic Metals, 800-647-8540 or online at MajesticMetalsINC.com.
6: This hour of middays with Gerard Gibbert is sponsored by Innovative Health Clinic in Ridgeland. For personalized in-office treatment for urinary incontinence, erectile dysfunction, and neuropathy, they help you get your life back. This is Brent Calloway. Since 1954, Calloway's has been family-owned and operated. Located in Gludstadt, just south of Germantown High, Calloway's has an outstanding selection of your favorite trees, shrubs, color plants, bagged and bulk soils. Everything for your outdoor living. Callaway's has special pricing on outdoor patio furniture and the largest selection in the South. Our farmer's market is full of fresh fruits, vegetables, local honey, jellies, and jams, and the best tomatoes in town. Callaway's has farm-fresh produce seven days a week. Did you know Callaway's has beautiful decorative accessories and gift items for indoors and outdoors? Bring your truck or trailer. Callaway's has bulk soils for pickup and local delivery. Callaway's landscape designers Clinton Streeter and Corey Castle can design and install your landscape. Visit Calloway's.com. Gloodstat on Calhoun Station Parkway south of Germantown Home.
2: Calories is Calories is everything for home and gun. That's what
1: Calories is.
7: Builders.
9: Yellow here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning, 6 09. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Now back to
0: Middays with Gerard here on Super Talk Mississippi.
10: Back
3: in the Element Well Studios, Super Talk, Mississippi. Fire, fire. Oh, fire, fire. So I'm just looking, Rhino. You said that you said Texas had been in how many of the World Series? Because I, I looked that up and I got uh, I got a different figure. Uh,
4: according of, to the big table on Wikipedia. Texas has been to 12 College World Series with six titles and six runners-up. Okay, I think that may be 12 finals. I think they've been to the series 38 times. I think
3: they've maybe been in the finals 12 and won six. Think about that.
4: Okay, that may be the chart I'm not looking at then.
3: Yeah. Because uh, when, I, when I saw that, I said, that I know they've been more than that. Um,
4: You're right. I'm looking at the wrong chart. Okay. Is the... That- list by appearances okay got gotcha. texas has 38 appearances that's right
3: uh, and they're they're number one right
4: it's amazing
3: uh they play some baseball out there but i tell you what
4: first appearance in 1949
3: jeez on the ceasefire text line my brother played for texas in the 70s they've been to over half of all the world series it's probably right
4: i guess since we've
3: been playing the world series Charlie from Hickory Flat says, has Ole Miss ever won a national title in any sport? I said, no. My son said, yes.
4: Yeah, they they heard golf last year.
3: Well, in football, they were considered national champions because in those days, you didn't have a, an actual game to determine it. It was based on rankings, what, 59, 60, I don't remember.
4: It's like some of those mystery championships Alabama keeps adding.
3: Right. We didn't have all that back then, so for what it's worth, you know, discuss among yourself.
4: (laughs) Like, I'm fairly certain Alabama claims a national championship in a year where Mississippi State beat them. Really? Yeah. It's like 40 or 41. Oh, geez. Yeah. That's weird.
3: Fun fact, two years in a row, the favorite Texas was eliminated by an SEC team. Yeah, that is true and of course Texas will be in the SEC so that won't happen. I so the only thing that I honestly don't like about the SEC now incorporating Texas and Oklahoma already we have A&M and Missouri who were added um uh, to to what was the long standing makeup of the conference. I don't know how long, but a long time it's it stood at the where it was. Yeah, cuz you had was it Arkansas and South Carolina they got added in the early 90s? They, that's right. Arkansas was in the Southwest Conference, and I don't remember where South Carolina played, but I, I don't know. Was that was South Carolina? I think that's right. I remember playing South Carolina when I was at Ole Miss. that was in the 70s, and I don't think that was a conference game. I think you may be right on that. Arkansas, of course, the old Southwest Conference. So,
4: yeah, University of Arkansas joined the ten competing members of the SEC that had... Uh, Ten okay, been competing since '66 in wow. the SEC, and uh, they welcomed the University of Arkansas on August first of 1990, and the University of South Carolina on September 25th, 1990. Okay. There you go. Thank Both you. Both officially joined the SEC on July 1st, 91. But so I put it to twelve, right? Yeah. Then it stayed
3: there for a long time, and then Missouri and A and M. So uh, anyhow, the point I was going to make is it's gotten to where well. Why even have conferences if all the good teams are in one conference? Because it you don't you don't sort of have this postseason mystique and intrigue you have when you've got matchups across conferences because they're all in the same conference. So you end up just as is the case here in the College World Series, think about old Miss playing auburn and then and then uh, Arkansas, both out of the same division within the conference. And the only point there is they played them in the regular season. So I just think it adds to the interest when you're playing somebody just out of the blue. You know, how do we match up with these folks we've never played before, don't see on a regular basis, and at the rate we're going, it's just going to be one big conference. In baseball, so much of the rest of the country kind of dropped interest, sort of abandoned. I, it feels like to me, there was a time when I think Maine used to go to the College World Series on a, on a reasonably regular basis. Notre Dame used to go a lot. Uh, Minnesota has been. Do they even play baseball anymore? Seriously. So
4: last time Minnesota made it to the College World Series was 1977. Okay. I don't know if they ever won it, but
3: seems like they've gone... Three titles. Okay. I was right. There you go. See? I bet nobody around here knew. Minnesota, they don't play baseball. There you go. They've won three titles.
4: So... And then you have the uh, the teams that they will put together championship contending level teams out of nowhere, and you... You never hear about these these colleges in any other sport, really, like, like Holy Cross or Rice yeah. or somebody like that. True, is it? But they'll be, they'll build a world-beating team out of nowhere, and show up at the College World Series, and then disappear again for another decade. Very true. The
3: great slugger Barry Bonds played at Arizona State University. The Sun Doubles. used to uh, have a pretty good team. Just, I don't know. just seems like they've sort of abandoned interest and focus on that sport. We shall see. Yesterday, of course, was Father's Day, and it's a time for a reflection, is it not, about what it means to be a father and how important are fathers to our society? And we've discussed that quite a bit on the program, but America needs dads, and they need dads to step up for their children. And it's important for dads to pass on to their children at very tender ages how important it is to live a life of integrity and to walk in the light of God. And fathers should also, of course, teach their children to love their mom, to tell the truth, to be courageous and stick up for people who need you and don't give up in life. Almost one out of every four children in America today, one out of four, live without an active father. One out of four. In Mississippi, it's quite higher than that. So we've only, it seems like we've only recently begun to recognize the significance of having a a father who is active, who is engaged. And there are just a number of statistical analyses that point to the probability of a child ending up in trouble, certainly not achieving their potential, not being a productive member of society without that fatherly presence. Those who have positive relationships with their fathers are half as likely to show signs of depression, twice as likely to go to college and 80% less likely to spend time in jail. I mean, that's just empirical fact. And it's something that, when you even try to talk about it, the left often will go crazy on you, get incensed about it. Hell, we can't even define what a father is. We can't define what a woman is. We have a member of the Supreme Court who refused to do so. Testimony in the U.S. Senate. You can't legislate fatherhood. Can't legislate responsibility. Of course, there are some who tell us that individual responsibility is racist. You can't legislate character. Can't pass laws to do that. But we have an opportunity, I think, to make a difference in the lives of the next generation. And without a next generation, there is no country, no no society. And our society needs to become more harmonious. I I wish we could get our politics boiled down more to discussions, meaningful civil discussions about policy and philosophy, and less about the person. And more importantly, and we'll, we'll cover this when we come back after the break, We've got to take a different approach when we're dealing with elected officials, members of the Supreme Court with whom we disagree on policy matters. We, we, we just can't go to the streets, and we can't threaten the lives of these people if they don't govern the way we want them to. And There's some disturbing stories that have surfaced over the last couple of days about that. Uh, we'll touch on. And more about Father's Day when we come back. We're in the Element Well studio. Stay with us.
5: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, sunny skies, high near 97. Tonight, mostly clear, low around 73. Your Tuesday, sunny skies and hot, high all the way to 98. And for your Wednesday, most of the same. Sunny skies with a heat wave, high near 98. This weather brought to you by our friends at Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton. Shop local. Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile, your building supply experts since 1871.
1: Michael Cassidy has proposed a lot of new federal spending. Cassidy wants to force a government-run health care system on all citizens, regardless of age. That's the same Medicare for All proposal being promoted by radical liberals like Bernie Sanders and AOC. Cassidy's proposal would cost taxpayers $48 trillion, eliminating your health insurance and bankrupting the current Medicare program. It's radical, irresponsible, and there's nothing conservative about that, because there's nothing conservative about Michael Cassidy.
5: I'm Michael Guest, and I approve this message. Paid
1: for by friends of Michael Guest.
5: Hello, my name is John Merrill, the owner of Amada Senior Care. We're your local trust advisor for senior home care. We provide experienced caregivers for your loved ones so they can remain in their home. Just like you would care for your loved ones, our employees provide assistance with their personal care needs. As your trusted senior advisor, I can help your family navigate the long-term care insurance process. Just call me, John Merrill with the modest Senior Care, for your free in-home consultation. 601-864-3752.
7: A stronger, healthier Mississippi starts with the right managed care, managed with integrity. AmeriGroup brings over 30 years of experience partnering with Medicaid programs throughout the country and a deep commitment to Mississippi. So far, we've invested over $3 million to improve the overall health of our communities. AmeriGroup of Mississippi. Managed care. Managed with integrity. Learn more at AmeriGroupMS.com.
2: <laughs> back. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Incumbent Congressman Stephen Palazzo and his GOP challenger, Jackson County Sheriff Mikey Zell, will debate ahead of the June 28th runoffs. This will air live Friday night at 7 on WLOX CBS with a rebroadcast Saturday at 4 on WLOX ABC. Palazzo received the most votes in the Republican primary with 32%. Zell received 25% of the vote in a crowded primary to take second place. The body found at a Columbus wastewater treatment plant has been identified as Johnny Will Prude Jr. Saturday, Columbus police found Prude's body near Yorkville Road and the Columbus Fairgrounds. He was employed at the Columbus Light and Water Plant. More details will be released as this case develops. For the latest Mississippi updates, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or online at supertalk.fm.
0: Need some good news? I've got good news. Good things with Rebecca Turner. Your daily dose of good news.
10: Good news.
0: This afternoon at 2 on Super Talk Mississippi. Good news. There's a ton of content from Super Talk Mississippi on our new YouTube channel. Just search Super Talk Mississippi on YouTube or go to supertalk.fm slash YouTube. Be sure and subscribe for free to get the latest scoop on what's happening in Mississippi news, politics, sports, and the good things happening here in the state. You're listening to Middays with Gerard. Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk Mississippi.
2: Between whisper and shout. Space between wonder and doubt. This is a fine
3: place, shining face to face. Welcome back everyone. Midday Super Talk Mississippi in the Element well Studios. We thank you so much for joining us. So I caught this article over the weekend. That was written by someone who uh, who says he's reminded on Father's Day that he hasn't spoken to his father four years. Said it feels even longer, and went on to discuss his childhood, his upbringing. Said his experience with fatherless fatherlessness goes back much further than the last conversation he had with his father. So it really is a a rather disturbing story about his father uh being he just called him worthless essentially and really called him out said he never taught me how to be a man, he never showed up, showed me more than fleeting moments of kindness and affection. Convinced me that the abuse he suffered was his own fault. Wow. He said he was verbally, emotionally, and psychologically abused by a homophobic and hateful stepmother. And he said his father just watched, apathetic about it. So, um, anyhow, it's um, just a, a disturbing story that I caught that was really surprising that somebody would open up about it. Fatherlessness, he goes on to say, is a sickness of our culture. It's hard to imagine a more glaring uh, description of that. So anyhow, uh, to a great extent, I would argue the government has caused fatherlessness. And you could say it's almost made it permanent the way it stands right now just flaws in public policy. A lot of children grown up without fathers because of the failures of our criminal justice system. We lock up a lot of people for nonviolent, victimless crimes. We have this drug problem in this country, and right now we just block them up. And we don't really solve the drug addiction problem. It's... Uh, It's a tough one. I went on to do a little bit more research on the break. So fatherless homes are twice as likely to drop out of school, kids that are raised there. Fatherless boys are three times as likely to go to jail. Fatherless homes contribute to account for 70% of high school dropouts and 60% of youth suicides. Those are disturbing figures. And I know Rhino, you and I've talked about this. It's not just one source that comes to these conclusions and publishes this data. It's multiple. So it's Even
4: not... studies that weren't really intended to find that as a cause wind up coming to the conclusion that there there's a pretty strong causation correlation between a lack of foundational beliefs taught in the house, a lack of fundamental understanding of reality, and a lack of leadership from yeah. a parental figure. Because if you if you break it down, because it seems easy enough to just say, "Well, it, it's it's this," it's the fatherless home aspect of it. But that is the first domino that falls. That creates a cascade because if the dad's not there, the, the child is missing half of the education that they would normally be getting. And the parent left in the home is having to work double time, triple time to make up for the lack of education or income or time spent with quality time. So it's, it's this snowballing effect
3: it is, and it it's, it almost like begets itself. You know, it gets going, and it's just hard to stop. There's just cycles of it that that um, just continue to
4: perpetuate. It's, I don't know, hard thing to get a grip on. I mean, think about how many little things, because that's what it is. It it's not this big grand thing. It it's not like dads are just withholding this big chunk of life worth it's little things that add up over a lifetime because if you think back how many little things did you learn from your mom and your dad yeah that you would not have learned from anyone else whether it be because it seems so simple or so such an easy thing that you would be embarrassed to ask someone else or whether it be something that would be embarrassing for a whole different reason your parents are your safe haven, and if you're missing one, you're missing half of that safe haven.
3: Yeah,
4: I agree. It's
3: just your chances of developing into adjusted, balanced, productive adults are just incredibly low. when You don't have that stability in the home. And to a great extent, that, of course, comes from a father. It doesn't. It doesn't mean that you you can't be productive if raised by a single parent, including a single mother. Of course, there are examples of that. But statistically, the probability is just quite low. The odds are against you. That's the point. Uh, There are a a number of excellent single moms that, that do just go out of their way to make sure That their child is raised appropriately. Oh yeah, no doubt about it. It's just that statistically, they're in the minority, and the uh, probability is definitely lower. You know, um, oh, before we before we do that, we're talking about Father's Day. If we got a minute, we got. Uh, some video here. We wanted to share some sound for you. Sort of back to this idea that we can't agree on genders and the number thereof and what constitutes a male and a female. Here we go.
8: What is a father? Does it have to be a male? Does it have to be a man? Or can a father be anybody? Yeah. I view her as like my dad in a way. Okay. So so father's day doesn't have any gender not to me no i view her as like my father's day figure can a woman be a father yeah. um yes yeah? yeah i definitely think so they can i mean it's... um they yeah yeah mm-hmm. can a woman be a father a mother can definitely be a father just whatever you want a father to be Yeah, Yeah. there's no specific criteria that makes a father a father? Not really, no. What about a mother? Mother, well, to me, my mom is just the one who gave birth to me. Oh. Yeah. Is there a specific name for that? Like, is there any category of people who give birth? Uh, biologically females, but it doesn't...
3: (laughs) (laughs) You have to laugh. I mean, sadly it uh I think that's common I really do think that we got more and more people that believe as she does you're you're thinking about that
4: I'm just i'm I'm stuck on the lunacy of it all <laughs> it is lunacy I'm with you Gary and ridding on the C Spire text line I'm an alligator
3: <laughs> <laughs> this you're whatever you want to identify as is just does that not conflict with science?
4: Does in the science books it says, well... It's a first-grader's understanding of the world. Okay. That's what it is. Nobody told them they were wrong, because that would be mean. And hurt their little feelings. So instead of somebody being nice to them when they were young enough for it to bounce right off of them when they're being told it's, you're wrong and you're being dumb... They're going to grow up thinking, oh, this is perfectly normal. This is acceptable behavior. And then they're going to get in the real world, and somebody's going to look at them like, are you stupid? Exactly. You're crazy, aren't you? I'm not doing business with you.
10: Goodbye.
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's, and then um, they'll blame society because somebody was mean to them.
3: Yeah, I and mean. the
4: whole cycle begins again. whole thing just seems crazy
3: to me. I still say. How in the world can we come to any reasonable consensus on critical policy matters if we just can't even just check the box here and say, yep, this is a male, this is a female?
4: What happened? How did we get here? Just more and more of this stuff. How did every single celebrity or athlete that's now famous or infamous all of a sudden have a child with this rare gender dysmorphia disorder? It's crazy. Totally crazy. When we come back, got a
3: couple of stories to share about just how far people are willing to go to get their way from, I guess, a political perspective. it uh, I found it disturbing. We'll take a break right here. We're in the Element Wealth Studios.
5: The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th & Gold Sports Cafe. The wings, the chicken tenders and bites, fried or grilled, and the best specialty pizzas in the metro. Call 769-208-8283. That's 769-208-8283. 769-208-8283. This is Dr. Will Lumpflett with Capital Dental. At
7: Capital Dental, we want to be your one-stop for comprehensive family dentistry for your family's dental needs. Book your appointment online today at CapitalDentalInc.com. That's CapitalDentalInc.com.
5: ESISupply.net It's not if you're going to have a spill at your business or workplace, it's when. ESISupply.net Exorbent pads by the bundle or roll. ESISupply.net Socknet Boom Products, Oil Gator, Oil Dry Spill Kits, and much more. ESISupply.net Take it from Scary Gary. If it can spill, it's gonna. Supply. 601-933-4910 That's 601-933-4910 Or online at ESISupply.net
10: this is the opening agri market report. The open of the New York Cotton Exchange December cotton was down 94 to 11829. March cotton was down 73 to 11415. The Chicago Board of Trade July soybeans were down six and a quarter to 1695 three quarters per bushel. August soybeans were down a quarter to 1622 per bushel. July corn, no change at half per bushel. September corn, down three quarters to 737 per bushel. At the mercantile, August live cattle was up 42 to 137 even. October live cattle was up 32 to 142.75. August feeders up 72 to 173.67. September feeders up 40 to 175.20. And the Dow Jones is down 38 points, 29,889. I'm Dixon Williams, and this is Super Talk Mississippi Agri-News Network. Hello, everyone. I'm
5: Bob. Welcome to the Digging Safety Class. Hey, Bob! You're here because you got caught digging before calling 811.
7: I know, and now I'm here instead of making a living.
5: I know, man, but it's the law. So let's get started. This is a shovel.
7: Huh? Hello, I'm Sam Johnson
3: from Mississippi 811. Please call 811 two working days before you leave. It's the law, and it's just the right thing to do. Think of all the comforts your family enjoys
0: around your home.
3: Elephant Wealth Studios, we thank you so much for joining us. So, just a, a couple of stories with respect to, I think, how far our civilization has devolved. This past weekend, Texas conducted its GOP convention, and Representative Dan Crenshaw You know him. Serves in the U.S. House of Representatives. He's been on the program before. He, a, um, was he a former Navy SEAL, I believe?
4: I believe so, yeah. Yeah.
3: Wears a patch on his eye. I think lost his eye. And he was accosted by some folks who don't agree with his position on Ukraine money and I guess it's being rumored that he's going to support gun legislation coming out of the Senate, which includes some red flag laws. A Twitter user named Alex Rosen said, "You're going, you're giving Ukraine all this money and red flag laws too, Dan?" Question mark. And this is when he was walking in the lobby. At the convention, footage shows this. They also got mad about his participation in the World Economic Forum. Said he was selling them out, selling out the country.
4: I do love that particular conspiracy. Yeah, I we're, mean, we're losing our sovereignty to the World Economic Forum. How? It's gross hyperbole. Do they have an army? I do mean, they have nukes?
3: No, I. You know. I, I'm not a fan of it, and I think, right, it's, I think it's dumb, it's but they dumb. don't have
4: any power.
3: No, and it's this idea that by participating in it, that you're ceding our sovereignty, that's just false. Not true. Now, I'm not a fan of goofy John Kerry in in not his lecturing the country and the world about climate change as he jets around in his private plane and so forth, and it, it's just... I don't know. And he says that, you know, gee, I hope this Ukraine war we got going on, we don't forget about the importance of climate change. This is so brain and tone deaf.
4: After jet setting on his private chartered jet. It's
3: crazy. So he, uh, Klaus Schwab, of course, is the executive chairman of the World Economic Forum, and somebody said, Klaus Schwab is literally your daddy. And the sergeant at
4: arms Got a little concern. I can't help but laugh, because if it really was some grand evil conspiracy, wow, that's a name on the nose for a villain. That is true. I'm Klaus Schwab. I'm taking over the world.
3: <laughs> oh, all I can think about is Hans Grubach right. from Die Hard. Uh, <laughs> Sir, take it easy, a man in a Sergeant at Arms t-shirt said, after another man in a suit moved to him heed the progress of the confrontational individual. So um, the, the sergeant at arms perhaps overreacted. He says, you have a right to, your, to voice your opinion, but not to beat people. And then that person responded saying, beat people. I didn't push nobody. That was the other tall guy named Alex. I don't know what the heck. But somebody... In a Donald Trump hat, uh, the red Donald Trump hat, says, Dan Crenshaw is a traitor. He needs to be hung for treason.
4: Now, show me somebody who washed their sense out in the shower that morning. You may disagree
3: with the congressman on his positions here. I get it. You have a right to convey your disapproval. But hanging him for treason?
4: In the court of public opinion, it's gonna to be tough to win over to people win over people to your side versus the guy that lost a part of his body serving the country. And you're calling him a traitor. Just look at it from the outside looking in in the court of public opinion. Who's gonna win this debate? Oh, it's Not you. Yeah. Okay. So
3: <laughs> on the other side as well. You've got GOP Rep Adam Kinzinger. Not one of my favorite reps. No doubt. Of course, he's one of the two Republicans on the House Select Committee. He received a letter that threatened to quote, execute his family including his five-month-old baby because he's serving on this committee. I don't agree with the committee. I've called it out. I've called out Mississippi's Congressman Benny Thompson who I thought did the state of Mississippi a gross disservice when he tried to liken what happened on January 6th to lynching and Jim Crow laws and slavery and 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 talked about how we embraced that here in Mississippi I thought that was totally inappropriate but threatening a man and his family that I'm going to kill you and your 5 month old that's ridiculous. Is that where we've gotten in this country? We'll be right back with Do- Dr. Catherine Felipe.
0: Your home for Ole Miss Sports. WFMN, Flora Jackson. Super Talk, Mississippi. Powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. 601 345 8090.
7: News, I'm Chris Foster. It's World Refugee Day, designated by the United Nations to recognize refugees around the world. More than seven million have left Ukraine since the start of the Russian invasion there.
10: President Vladimir Zelensky. These are the people people who, in the the beginning beginning of this this year, year had their house full
7: security, their plans plans for the future. Zelensky translated there, speaking remotely to the UN watchdog Global Policy Forum. Competitive Swimming's international governing body approves restrictions for transgender
10: athletes. Only swimmers who transitioned before age 12 can compete in women's events. A spokesperson says the decision is not meant to encourage anyone to transition by a certain age, but that if someone transitions after the start of puberty, the Federation believes that person has an unfair advantage.
7: Fox's Jeff Paul, an open category could be developed for swimmers not meeting eligibility or criteria for men or women. America's listening to Fox News.
2: I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. COVID cases are rising again, with Mississippi currently averaging 811 cases per day over the past week—a 56% increase from two weeks ago. Dr. Jerry Wyland tells us the majority of the current cases are the Omicron variant.
11: Delta was much more of a lower respiratory pneumonia sort of infection, and Omicron is more of an upper respiratory infection, croup, um, that sort of thing, Um, which is not as bad for adults because we have larger airways, but for children, that became more of an issue. We saw uh, saw more of the uh, more of the problems with airways, especially in children, because their airways are so small.
2: Friday, the FDA authorized a first shot for children from six months to five years. Mississippi is in the process of making those vaccines
9: available.
11: The mechanism is not going to be there until this week to get the six months to five year version.
7: The Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation celebrates 100 years in 2022. If you're not sure what that means for you, did you know through our advocacy efforts in the state capitol, wireless broadband is quickly connecting every corner of the state. We are more than agriculture, we are what's best for all Mississippi. The Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation, 100 years of faith, family and farm bureau. Become a member today at msfb.org.
2: Mississippi's population was undercounted by more than 4% according to follow-up numbers from the Census Bureau. Dr. Ann Kafer with the UM Center for Population Studies explains that that equates to big money.
8: Yeah, it's gonna cost about $250 million. And those are rough estimates. We don't actually know what the impact will be. Um, And it can be on everything from summer feeding programs, school feeding programs, community development programs, disaster relief.
2: The original census data identified Mississippi as one of only three states that lost population, about 6,000 people, but the follow-up shows we actually gained about 100,000. Even with the follow-up, the original numbers don't get changed.
8: There are some mechanisms that we can talk about for municipal governments, counties, even the state, um, to have a review, Um, but those those are process reviews. They're not actually recounting.
2: Only Arkansas and Tennessee had higher undercounts
6: join mississippi's handyman buddy slowick every saturday from 10 till noon as he broadcasts live from the mississippi construction education foundation studio Whether you're looking to learn a trade or expand your skills, contact MCEF today.
1: Black Music Month, Family Day, will be hosted by Grammy Museum Mississippi on Saturday, June 25th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. This free event will have food trucks, an African drumming workshop, and live music by variety. While visiting, you can explore the museum's exhibits and participate in art activities with Delta Arts Alliance. To learn more about this event, as well as other upcoming events in Grammy Museum Mississippi's current exhibit, MTV Turns 40, I Still Want my MTV? Visit Grammy Museum MS.org.
11: Prime Shrimp is a proud sponsor of Tasty Tuesday on Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Go to primeshrimp.com to get pre season easy to cook shrimp delivered straight to your door.
3: Welcome back, everyone, to Middays from the Element Wealth Studios, Super Talk, Mississippi. And joining us now, Dr. Katherine Philippi, pediatrician with Trust Care. Appreciate you coming in, Doctor. Thank you. All right, so we were uh, just talking before we came on here about the recent update to the CDC's guidance with respect to. Uh, covid vaccinations for uh, very young people give give us the skinny there
8: so they did approve the emergent use of vaccine down to age six months so prior to that decision we were able to vaccinate down to age five Um, and now the studies have shown that not only is it safe but also there's an effective plan to get six months and up immunized against covid
3: uh, who makes vaccines that have been approved for so that age group?
8: Moderna and Pfizer have both been approved, and their studies are you know, both equally as effective but have different routes through which you immunize. So Moderna's idea was to have less injections and a quicker time um, in order to get people vaccinated in a shorter amount of time. So their dose is a little higher dose, but you get two doses. I got you. Then Pfizer was really fearful that if there were side effects to the vaccine, word of mouth would deter people from coming back and getting boosted or not coming at all. So they chose a much lower dose and you get it over three shots, which prolongs your, you know, getting the child fully vaccinated, sure. but you have less side effects.
3: Have you given any?
11: I blood? have
8: not. It's not, um, we have not been able to order it yet. Okay. Apparently it's on go and at the health department. And today we were going to hopefully get our order in and receive supply soon. So. Gotcha.
3: What would you tell your your patients?
8: So I definitely think it's a hard topic. People have really mixed emotions, and we all have COVID fatigue. And it's easier to not say anything and just hope that they figure it out on their own. But I am encouraged by this um, being out in the news. That's why I'm here today, because I want people to hear me say that if I had a six-month-old, I would immunize them. Hmm. Um, You know, I have teenagers and i've immunized them but i i'm definitely seeing you know a wide range of reception to the vaccine and what overall the overarching theme is when someone is intimately affected by a serious consequence of covid everyone in the family comes and gets the vaccine hmm. and so um no one says i wish i had not gotten the vaccine hmm. in that situation so we do know that initially in the first year of covid kids were not affected as much so we weren't as worried but with this a crime variant and it's changing radically different you know variants of that own that particular strain and it seems to have um more you know deleterious effects to children and long-term consequences um so we're hopeful that this vaccine will prevent that
3: have you treated um uh young people in that age group for COVID? yes
8: definitely and have had several in the hospital several in the ICU um, over the past two and a half years now um, of late the last few weeks we have seen a you know a rise in the amount of not only people coming in to be tested but also how many positives lots of um, daycare settings with kids under five who one in the classroom gets tested and then you realize several are out with fever and they haven't gone to the doctor because they're you know just starting with symptoms and then we'll end up having the whole class come for tests and you know had a half of a class last week that was tested positive under a year of age so um, those stories are are becoming more common over the last week and a half to two weeks.
3: To those who would express an objection to vaccinating their children in particular on the basis that we just don't have enough uh, time uh, experience in testing and, and sure. determining if there's any sort of uh, downstream negative uh, impacts, and they have concerns about that, or others that may just say, you know, the chances of a child of, of getting infected are fairly low and getting seriously ill or lower, certainly than adults. Uh, what do you say to them?
8: So I'm compassionate because I didn't grow up in a medical family until I went to medical school. A lot of those things... I was a skeptic of and I didn't understand the microbiology behind and what I know is that these vaccines have been studied under other circumstances for decades. So this isn't a brand new technology. It is new to the COVID virus, but we know that that messenger RNA vaccines have been around for a very long time. we we also know that you know for pediatricians in general we want to prevent illness like like none other and um, yes we talk about obesity and diabetes and all the things our state needs prevention for but but in children we really want to prevent disease so i always tell my patients i'm like i think that vaccines are just as important as washing your hands wearing your seatbelt. you wouldn't go get a vaccine you wouldn't buckle yourself up and not put your child in a car seat so if you're buckling you're likely also and even if you choose not to buckle you're likely putting your car your your car seat appropriately buckled with your child in it and so i'm hopeful that people will hear that message over and over and with time become more and more confident in the healthcare professionals that are vocal about this
3: Have you in your practice, have you seen any patients who have had some sort of negative reaction to the vaccine that you've had to
8: treat? Other than fever or local irritation, just like we would with any vaccine, no. And actually, if you look at the studies for Moderna and Pfizer in six months to four and five years old, um, the placebo arm had more fever in the Pfizer trial than than the actual vaccine arm. So I do think that, you know, Children have fever for lots of random reasons unrelated to a vaccine, and fever is not scary. Fever is your body saying, I can fight this, whether you are sick with something or not. So I I spend a lot of my day explaining to people that fever is a good phenomenon. Now, yes, we like to make people more comfortable. We like to know why there's a fever, but um, fever itself is your body doing what it's supposed to do.
3: Yeah. So when you see some of these reports, that, I mean, there's a lot of folks that seem like they just want to find uh, bad results and in, in negative reactions to the vaccines because they, they don't believe in vaccines or certainly this vaccine. What do you say to them? They seem to dig out uh, all kinds of – are these outlier cases or are are these – Definitely,
8: I think with information overload that our entire culture has, you can find something to support your hypothesis. But in Jackson, Mississippi, in my clinic, um, I have not had anyone that would say, I'm never getting another dose. Now, I have had people say, gosh, I had fever, so I'm not going to take it the day before I have to take the ACT or, you know, something important, and I'm going to take it on a Saturday when I have nothing to do yeah. um, but I don't I, I don't see any super um, you know I guess reputable side effect that you would read about in um, you know glamorized situations i do think that um if you are afraid of covid um you have to know that there are ways i've had covid twice and i've had three vaccines but i'm here talking to you i've never been in the hospital i have not been you know I have no long-term consequence, but I have patients in my practice who are kids who have long-term consequences, who are, um, you know, followed up by cardiology for heart risk. There was some data that said that vaccine increased your risk of myocarditis, which is an inflammation of the heart muscle. But what we know is your risk of myocarditis from the actual live infection is higher than that of the vaccine. And the myocarditis caused by live infection is incredibly worse. Than any myocarditis that resolves on its own from the vaccine, so that that fear is um, unsubstantiated. And I have had myocarditis in my practice in patients who got COVID, mm. and they are very um, sick at the time. And it is we don't know what the, their heart will look like in twenty five years.
3: What about the the general? Sentiment, the attitude about COVID vaccines from with from your colleagues from within the medical community?
8: I think there's a lot of um, still politicized views, um, you know, whether you, you know, lean more to the right or to the left. I think in medicine, we can't let that sway us. I think that we have to be wise and good stewards of the science. And so I, I fear that my colleagues are off are um swayed by that sometimes or fearful. I don't think it's because they want to be political. I think they're they may be genuinely fearful. Yeah. But I'm not got
3: gotcha. you. Doctor Catherine Philippi has been our guest here. She's a pediatrician with Trust Care Kids. Appreciate you coming in, doctor. Sure. Yeah. We'll take a break right here on middays. We'll come right back. Stay with us.
1: Well, think again, if you suffer from any type of erectile dysfunction, regardless of your age or medical history, Innovative Health Clinic in Ridgeland can help. Their treatment options work without pain, needles, surgery or medications, and no downtime using the latest proven technology. Call 601-944-5585 or visit InnovativeHealthClinic.net for an appointment today.
4: Do you suffer from allergies, sinus or respiratory problems, or just want to improve the quality of air you breathe in your home or business? Air Consultants can
7: help. As your indoor environmental specialist, we clean air ducts, install UV lights, and service all makes
4: and models of heating and cooling systems. We offer the most dependable Energy Star qualified systems in the industry. Call Pure Air Consultants today. 601-939-7420.
1: A proud provider of Ream home AC systems. <laughs> Are you feeling it? <sighs>
5: Shop smartly, shop heartly.
2: Palito, this is Choctaw Indian Princess Shima Crosby inviting you to the 72nd Choctaw Indian Fair, July 13th through 16th.
0: Experience the beauty of the Choctaw people through arts, crafts, dance, and song. Purchase exquisite beatwork and basketry at the Arts and Crafts Pavilion.
2: And don't miss midway rides, nightly concerts, and the granddaddy of all field sports, Choctaw Stickball.
4: Visit ChoctawIndianFair.com and like us on Facebook.
2: Hope to see you there. Catch a peace, bye-chickie.
7: Richard Cross. Be sure to catch Sports Talk Mississippi, your new home for the best sports coverage right here in the Magnolia State, every day from 3 until 6, right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Middays with Gerard
0: Gibbert. Let's do this. On Super Talk Mississippi. Let's <laughs>
7: He drove them little dirt Trying to make Welcome
3: back, everyone, to Midday Super Talk Mississippi. We are live in the Element Well Studios. Looks like I'm going to be out at Mississippi Blood Services on Friday. There is a desperate need for blood, so we're going to be out there trying to get some folks to come on by and donate, as we always do. We look forward to that. Paula Meridian says, but the spike proteins in these vaccines are different. So I did ask the doctor about that, Paul. And what she explained to me is that the mRNA vaccines don't actually have the spikes in the vaccine. That what they do is encourage your body to create the spike proteins to fight the virus. Honestly, I didn't know that right until she explained it. And that so that makes totally different. Uh, it makes total sense, I should say. Thomas and Greenwood says my parents have had COVID twice, unvaccinated, and are fine. And were they, huh? Were they when they had COVID? So her vaccine didn't keep her safe. I don't know exactly what he's saying there. What was he saying?
4: Maybe they were fine when they had COVID.
3: Okay, so I guess what your opinion is, Thomas, is that the vaccines don't do anything, right? That they are not effective. It seems to be the going rate. Right. Okay. You know, uh, I think uh, you just have to decide whether or not you believe the data. Because there's plenty of data. And I think the doctor did a good job in saying, yeah, folks can kind of tailor the narrative to make it be about whatever they want. Heck, that's our world. It doesn't matter if it's vaccines or public policy or just about anything, right? We've gotten to that point. We just played a clip from a, a young lady who says, "Yeah, a mother can be a father I mean, <laughs> so you just, whatever you want, whatever you identify as that's where we are and I know we've we've beat this vaccine horse absolutely to death, have we not on this show, in the media in particular and we'll just repeat I guess our stance here on this program. This is an opinion show, by the way. just need to remind everybody that our opinion is. I think I speak accurately for Rhino here, is that make a choice. We don't believe in force. Um, We, you know, I'm vaccinated. Think Rhino is? um, uh, Other people are around here? I haven't got a booster. Okay. I haven't felt the need. At your age, I probably wouldn't either. I'm a little older than you? A little. (laughs) Uh, I have. I have, you know, I've had one. I haven't signed up for the fourth shot, total shot. So, um, but I, look, people are different with respect to how one comes down ill and and how their body deals with that and uh, how severe the illness gets and how they recover and whether or not they end up with some sort of long-term permanent illness or symptoms. I just, everybody's just different. I think that's pretty clear. And while it is true that... Uh, you know that all the reports are that children are a lot less vulnerable than ad- adults are i don't think that's true about any disease but she certainly was um uh conveyed and shared cases with us that were pretty scary from a child perspective she shared one with me after we got off the air about uh one that got covid dealt with it a couple of weeks ended up in the hospital at UMC is now having Mental problems, serious mental problems, breakdown, and dealing with that. Very young child. So it's, um, look, make your own choice. Uh, I, I, I guess what I've always wondered is the folks that are don't want to take this vaccine, which I'm perfectly fine with them making that choice on their own, do they subscribe to, do they take any medicine whatsoever? Do they... Uh, did they um, submit themselves to any medical treatment? 99 out of 100, yes. Okay. There's lots of brand-new medical treatment that goes through at the same paces that this did that you may undergo that could save your life. And, or certainly cure serious disease. That's happening constantly, constantly, daily, we just talked about the, this new drug that apparently, based on the test, appears extremely effective, if not totally curative, of colorectal cancer. Brand new. Been through the clinical trials. If you had it, would you say, oh no, that may kill me? Or would you, I guess, take it? It's, it's complicated. And so everybody's got to make their choice, the way the I look com- at it.
4: The creature comforts of modern society have created a very risk-averse society. No doubt about it. I guess that's true.
3: But there's lots of risks. Life is full of risks. Full of them. They're, you know, you could risk that, well, gee, if I don't take this vaccine, I could get seriously ill from COVID and die. Or have some sort of long term consequences or be locked up in the hospital for a long time. Possible. Happens all the time. Um so make your make your choice. How long do we get calls to mandate the COVID vaccine to attend public school sometime before call? Thomas and Greenwood. I don't know, Thomas. That that's I think that varies from state to state. I think that's something that has to be decided on a state basis, in my view. I don't think there's any federal mandates for that, right? I'm not even sure that's constitutional. So that's always been handled at the state level. So my question, Thomas, I guess my suggestion would be contact your representatives, see what they think about that. To my knowledge, there's been, in fact, we did pass laws and act laws here where it is illegal for a state agency to require a vaccination, COVID vaccination, as a condition of work in that state agency. Remember that, Rhino? That passed, I believe, this session. Doesn't affect the private sector. And there's a lot of talk about that as well at the federal level. But you recall, all those got challenged in court because what Joe Biden wanted to do in the administration is require any private business with more than 100 employees to vaccinate their employees. Uh, and that failed. He also wanted all health care workers that worked in institutions that participated in government health care, which is virtually all of them that have a relationship with Medicare and Medicaid. believe that failed. The only one that stood was the required requirement that federal employees, work for the federal government, try to be vaccinated. I would argue that's within the right of, of the federal government as an employer. No different than as a private em- employer, I set the dress code and, the, and your time of work. It's just a part of it. So anyhow, now nah, they're not going to tie federal education funds to it. They, they are absolutely trying to do that with respect to it's school lunch right now. That's, that's um, Thomas. Come on, Thomas. Come, come down from the conspiracy theories there. So it ain't going to happen. And they are trying to, however, tie um, certain LGBTQIA plus. I hope I got all that rights to participation. Yeah, in the federal school lunch program, that's that's being attempted. Right, I think it's actually already been ordered. We'll see where that
4: goes. I'm betting that that gets challenged and struck down. This is my favorite reaction to having a factual conversation about vaccines. Sounds like you're pimping for big pharma. Pimping for big pharma.
3: Why Why would I do that? <laughs> I, I mean, seriously. Why? Well, uh, I don't have any interest in big pharma. I do have an interest in people being healthy. And maybe we disagree on the approach to being healthy. That's fine.
4: But... It's silly to say that, isn't it? It's just so silly. It's I kind of even... like the, the catch-all, follow the money. Well, look at scientists. They follow the money. They get grants to do what they get told to do. Uh,
3: exactly. And I, I don't. And not, I don't even have any any um, financial interest, by the way, in any big pharma. I don't. I'm grateful for pharma- pharmaceutical companies, Steve. Good grief, have they not done some good for society? Well, just imagine our society without them.
4: No science, no drugs, no medicine. But because you're not 100% against the big, scary, quote-unquote, big pharma you're pimping for. Oh,
3: I got you. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, i you know, look, everybody's entitled. To, I think you're entitled to... Determine whether or not you want to vaccinate yourself on this COVID stuff. Simple as that. Uh, all I know is, if if your position is well, there's not enough research, not enough proof. Ah, that's fine. If if that's where you stand, just keep in mind you may get sick one day, and the only option you've got is a drug like that. And I guess you could say, well, I'm not going to take that. Okay, you're going to die. Literally, that could happen. Think about the case of these these colorectal people. People with colorectal cancer, I should say. I mean, that's their get down to that's where their choice. We'll take a break right here. We'll come right back.
5: the seabrookpaint.com weather center i'm bob sullender for all your paint coating needs go to seabrookpaint.com today sunny skies high near 97 tonight mostly clear low around 73 your tuesday sunny skies and hot high all the way to 98 and for your wednesday most of the same sunny skies with a heat wave high near 98 this weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at rj's outboard sales and service at 1208 old fannin road rj's outboard sales and service your yamaha outboard dealer in brandon
4: This is Home Answers Radio, and my guest today
10: is Trey Jackson of Bulldog Construction. Trey, if a business has uneven sidewalks, they're asking for trouble. Would you agree? Lynn, they are. It's a trip hazard, and it needs to be fixed. Our foam technology can level those uneven walks without having to lay down any new concrete. Much easier and more affordable. Trey, my wife tripped over one of those and skinned her knee up. She was fortunate. Call Bulldog Construction at
9: 601-853-4242.
1: Summertime, it's Canon time.
4: This is Dave Logan at Canon e of Jackson. You'll find courteous, no-hassle salespeople, and a parts and service team dedicated to your total satisfaction. It's how we do business at Canon e of Jackson.
6: Nobody beats Canon deal. Nobody.
2: I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. COVID cases are rising again, with Mississippi currently averaging 811 cases per day over the past week—a 56% increase from two weeks ago. Dr. Jerry Weiland tells us the majority of the current cases are the Omicron variant.
11: Delta was much more of a lower respiratory pneumonia sort of infection and Omicron is more of an upper respiratory infection, croup, um, that sort of thing, Um, which is not as bad for adults because we have larger airways, but for children, that became more of an issue. We saw uh, saw more of the uh, more of the problems with airways, especially in children, because their airways are so small.
2: Friday, the FDA authorized a first shot for children from six months to five years. Mississippi is in the process of making those vaccines available.
11: The mechanism is not going to be there till this week to get the six months to five year version. Prime Shrimp is a proud sponsor of Tasty Tuesday on Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Go to PrimeShrimp.com to get pre-seasoned, easy-to-cook shrimp delivered straight to your door.
0: Keeping you up to date with news, weather, and politics that affect you and your family. Super Talk Mississippi News. Your news all the time. On air and online. Super Talk Mississippi News at supertalk.fm. Whether you're a rebel, a bulldog, a golden eagle, or just a sports fan, Super Talk Mississippi has got a podcast for you. For you. Sports Talk Mississippi, The Rebel Report, Thunder and Lightning, The Super Talk Eagle Hour are all now available for you. And it's all free. Free. Get them all on demand at supertalk.fm and on your smartphone. Just search for Super Talk on iTunes, Google Play, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Bring it on. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. It is on. On Super Talk Mississippi.
3: on Middays in the Element Well Studios. So, i got to tell you, I'm still a little bit taken aback with just uh, folks, random people, threatening to kill those whom they disagree with politically. Uh, It's, you know, there's evidence, if not empirical proof, that Some of those who invaded the Capitol on January 6th wanted to hang Mike Pence. Certainly it's been testified to that effect. I want to say there's video and audio of that, but
4: no secret. I mean it. There's also video and audio of a guy standing outside trying to convince people, we gotta go in, we gotta go in the Capitol, and then people are like, this guy's a fed, to the point where they all started chanting, Fed, Fed, Fed. You know, those who want to, again, I'm no
3: fan of Representative Kinzinger, but sending him a letter. He actually posted the letter. Now, some may say, oh, no, he made that up. But I think there's enough evidence of people that are willing to go to that point
4: in this country.
3: No different than those who, the pro-abortion folks who want to take out.
4: They have firebombing, family planning clinics.
3: No doubt. That's happened all kinds of numerous threats on Kavanaugh and other justices whom they feel like are behind this move to overturn Roe, it'd be okay. i will just kill a couple of Supreme Court justices. So think about that. They literally want to kill adult humans on the Supreme Court in order to protect the right to kill a baby in the womb. That's where we've gotten. We should all be bothered by that, as we should be bothered about those who are mad at Representative Dan Crenshaw, Republican Representative, Navy SEAL, far for this country, lost his eye, who want to hang him for treason. Is that where we've gotten you don't like a, uh, someone that's in political office? Hang him for treason! That's the default reaction now, it seems. Now, maybe I'm exaggerating, but it is certainly more common than I can remember in my lifetime. More common today. I don't think there's any question about that. That's. I just think it's sad. Uh, I really do. Um, you know, as far as all this vaccine stuff, look, we've, good grief, we have beat this up. And there's disagreement.
4: Maybe people are more willing to get violent with their language because they're convinced there's only ten years left before the end of the world.
9: Well this that's climate true, too. change is
4: gonna kill us all. Uh, that's what we were told. Although Germany's now firing up their coal plants again to
3: Over and over. It's Tim crazy. from Tim from Tupelo says a friend of mine's eighty four year old dad has had COVID four times. He had the two shots and the boosters. So I asked if he's still alive. He is. But so here's the question: How do we know that without the vaccine he would have died? So we see, that's the problem: is we don't we don't know. Just as we don't really have, I don't think we have a way to measure what the situation would have been like without the vaccine. Just as there, are those who argue, well, I'm not going to take the vaccine because I'm concerned about the. The, the length of time that it was tested, and the fact that we don't have years of experience. I, I understand. I get it. But think about this, Rhino. How many times do people today, maybe not you, maybe not me, thank God we're healthy, go to the doctor. This happens every day, and you know this is what I'm about to describe. And they're dealing with some condition. Hey, got a brand new drug here. This has worked pretty good. I recommend it. Sure, doctor. No problem. Does anybody say, I'm going to have to wait about 10 years there, doc, before I do that? Seriously. Why is that different? Why is that different? I've had prostate cancer. I've talked about that before. I had my prostate removed in 2017. Very common, by the way, among men my age, using robotic surgery. I remember when that was brand new. You had to go to Nashville. It was the closest place around here. It wasn't available locally. The Da Vinci, big old giant machine, sits on top of the operating table. It's fascinating, by the way, Rhino, because when, when you're still conscious and you're awake and you're on the surgical table, the doctor ain't over you. He's back in the corner on a computer staring at screens, right? I mean, that's how that's orchestrating. You look up and you see this giant robot with all those calipers about to go into your body. It's incredible technology. And there was a time when you literally had to go. There's very few places in the country that had the machine and the physicians, the surgeons capable of operating it. And what what do you say? No, you ain't been doing that long. I'd rather you just die, not have my prostate. Or I'd rather you do it the old-fashioned radical way, in which case... you pretty strong possibility your nerves are going to get damaged. That's really the purpose of the robotics. It's much more precise than a human hand at reattaching and snapping the nerves off, and they reattach. And I remember the very first thing the surgeon told me when he came to see me uh, later on in the day, early in the morning surgery, you know, they make the rounds later in the day to check them. Very first thing he said to him, I'll never forget it. he says, went well, the nerves all snapped right back into place. I swear it's the first thing he said. And I didn't realize how important that was till I did a little research and understood. Okay, that's what makes all that other stuff work properly. And if they don't go back into place or you, you don't spare the nerves is what used to be the case with uh, the old-fashioned way where they'd cut you open, the hands go in there and do all that. And I'm, I'm making... Maybe people say that's a ridiculous analogy. I'm saying there's new medical procedures and treatments invented every day. Thank God that you don't have time to wait or it's not in your best interest to wait years and years and years to see, okay, I'm comfortable now. It seems to work. I'm just telling you that that happens every day. Do you agree with that? Oh, yeah. It's happening every day. That's
4: why they call it the practice of medicine. Right.
3: So, And and the only reason I'm bringing that up is – wouldn't you have similar reservations? What, like, because it's a vaccine? Maybe we just shouldn't call it vaccines because that kind of has a stigma attached to it. I think that, uh, you know, that there's something more concerning about it that that could be more deleterious. But anyhow, uh, crazy stuff. And yeah, there we go. That's different than a vaccine. I told you. That's what somebody said on the text line. I knew it, I knew it, so how why still something in your body that could if hasn't been around a long time that you haven't seen enough of uh, humans that have been treated with those procedures or those drugs to say okay I'm comfortable. comfortable now it's it's fine look, I'm for choice we made that very clear, and I'm just bringing up this conversation because I I, it just seems like that uh, as those would also feel the same way about some of uh, these brand new drugs, brand new procedures that improve the quality of life and our health and our life expectancy dramatically, dramatically through the years. Thank God, right? That's just humans solving human problems. Anyhow. We shall move on from that topic. I'm about as tired of talking about it as you guys are of hearing about it. But what prompted it is that we had uh, uh, Dr. Philippi on the program talking about that. So you saw over the weekend Joe Biden fell off his bike. And I know a lot of folks went immediately to the Internet to make light of that, make fun of it, mock it, so forth. I, I get it. You know what? It's not him to me. I could sit here, and we all could, certainly, and make a series of jokes and and uh, really try to equate that to how poorly fit he is for being in office, which I do think is all the case. But here's what I think. The people who put him on that bike, they're the ones who we should be critical of. why they do that? And you're riding a bike with the toe clips, the stirrups sort of deal on it. Why they do that for a man that age why? why put him in those positions to show how fit he is? Go do something else, something with less risk. That was terrible. It's terrible that they put him in that position. Why' they do that? She shouldn't have good grief i you know we like to have some fun here on the program, but I, I just I feel like that we need to focus on policy, public policy, uh, when we're talking about elected officials with whom we disagree. We should call them out when they don't tell the truth. No doubt about it. And we do that. I feel like we do that with regularity here. But more importantly, we should call out their policies, but we should explain why those policies are bad. Why we disagree with those. That's the way it ought to be in our political discourse. I'm. I'm just a little put out by these threatened to hang people. That's just over the top. Final For the segment.
4: rhino hunting permit.
3: What's that? Have you seen the rhino hunting permit? No, we'll talk about that. We come back. Jeez. <laughs>
5: Hey, this is Bob, and if you're like me, you like dealing with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954 and are headquartered right in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks. Majestic Metals, 800-647-8540 or online at MajesticMetalsINC.com. Mississippi has more eyes in our name than any other state. That just makes sense. We're not just a star on the flag. We're the
9: state where people follow theirs. Whether you're cutting a new path or following the road less
7: taken, the bank that actually gets you there is just a few exits down. With more accessible, flexible lenders, more product choices, and more cutting-edge digital banking. When you move to your own beat, nothing beats local. The Citizens Bank, in your corner. Member FDIC.
1: Michael Cassidy's values are way out of step with Mississippi. His proposal for the American dream is to create a welfare state and making you pay for it. Cassidy's plan would force taxpayers to give newlyweds $20,000 as a wedding gift. And paying people to have children, making you pay them until age 17. Cassidy's proposing trillions of new spending, just like Bernie Sanders and AOC. There's nothing conservative about creating a welfare state, and there's nothing conservative about Michael Cassidy.
7: I'm Michael Guest, and I approve this message.
2: Paid for by friends of Michael Guest.
10: This is the Midday agri-market Report. As President Biden was signing the Ocean Shipping Reform Act into law last Thursday, a group of executives from across the agricultural spectrum spoke about the various bottleneck and stress points in the supply chain that continue to plague the sector from the farm to the ocean carrier. The various challenges of labor in rural America, transportation, and reliance on foreign countries for key inputs were repeated themes as executives from Cargill Protein, John Deere, Dairy Farmers of America, MFA Incorporated, and the Mid-Kansas Co-op each touched on the individual challenges in their businesses during a forum hosted by the Kansas City Agribusiness Council last week. The executives touched on growing concerns about inflation, including the problems that have plagued the West Coast ports. I'm Dixon Williams. This is Supertalk Mississippi Agri News Network.
0: You know that nowadays most people go online to look at a business before they spend their money. Are customers able to find you online? With the power of Supertalk Mississippi Media Digital, you can reach potential customers and get more referral and repeat business. Supertalk Mississippi Media Digital's highly trained and trusted staff is ready to work with you to help your business capitalize on the power of digital marketing. Call 601 991 2305. Or go to stmmdigital.com to
5: get started today. You're about to fire up some delicious steaks in the backyard and suddenly the wind blows out your propane grill flame. Now what? First, turn off the gas and open up the grill lid. Check your grill manufacturer's instructions for when it's safe to relight the grill. But always leave the gas off and the lid open for at least five minutes before relighting. And remember, never lean over the grill during lighting or cooking. Energy for everyone. Propane. Visit MSPropane.com. That's MSPropane.com to learn more.
7: This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to the Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson.
0: Are we going to do this? Middays with Gerard Gibbert.
7: Keep rolling. Three, two, one.
0: On Super Talk Mississippi.
3: Talk Mississippi final segment today. We've got Super Talk Mississippi Outdoors coming up with Ricky Matthews afterwards. I'm with you guys. I don't like what Dan Crenshaw has voted and advocated for, but never wanted physical harm towards him or other Republican rhinos. Well, speaking of that, Rhino just shared with me an ad. It's an ad from a member for. Congress, right?
4: Yeah, it's uh, the former governor of Missouri who had to resign after sexual misconduct allegations came to light, in which he uh, coerced his hairdresser into performing sexual acts of gratification, and he blindfolded her so that she could not see him taking pictures for which to use for blackmail. Yeah. So that had him run out of the governor's mansion in Missouri, and now he's decided to make a run for Senate, I believe, and his campaign ad is him and a team going into a house with flashbangs and everything, (laughs) and he's offering a rhino hunting permit. R-I-N-O. Jeez. It's, It's just stupid. It's dumb. Mike in
3: Simpson County, I agree with you, Mike. If you want it, get it. If you don't, don't. Just don't force me to take it. I'm with you. I agree. Same deal. Vaccine. Let's see. We have chosen not to get the vaccine. It's more of how the like it was how like it was being forced on us. Just don't trust the vaccines presented when it came out. I guess because I don't know. That's Sharon and Brandon. But again, um, I can't tell what you're saying there, Sharon. But I, I hear you. You you didn't like and I and you sent me a text. You said you didn't like the way it was rolled out and presented. I, I get it. You know that's that's fine. Um, but. I guess all I'm saying is there are lots of drugs that people agree to take because their doctor prescribes it for them that could have gone through the exact same situation. That's all I'm saying. Just making a, a comparison that hasn't been out a long time, went through all the the um, required FDA testing. Look, there's some maybe Thomas and Greenwood's in this camp. Libertarians say we don't need an FDA. We don't need to test drugs,
4: right? I've seen. Well, I mean, speaking of testing and data points, you're using the, the concept of a, a new or an innovation in medicine. Well, all right, if it's an innovation, it's probably being used on a very small number of patients initially right? to roll it out compared to the vaccine that's been given to over 100 million Americans alone.
3: Yeah, it's good point. I mean, so you could almost say, well, we've got a clinical trial. Now, people may say, well, you don't know what could happen down the line. I hear you. I get it. And, I, and then I would say that my guess is, I'm just guessing here, most people that are not comfortable taking the vaccine now, even after 10, 15, 20 years where we find out yeah, really no side effects, no long-term effects, probably still say no. That's just my opinion. However, you're what the doctors say said that she has lots of people that come to them after they've been infected or members of their family, and they said, okay, I'm in. So it work, kind of works both ways. Craig and Pascagoula, I believe once you get it and recover from COVID, you don't need the vaccine. Okay. Although there are people such as Dr. Anthony Fauci. Right?
4: He and Gary Meridian has a great point. Yep. If everyone really read the adverse reactions on every drug they ever took, we wouldn't take any medication.
3: No, I totally agree with you, Gary.
4: I agree. Because and That I little piece see. of paper. If, next time you go to the pharmacy, ask the pharmacist if, if you can have one of the inserts from a pill bottle. Because they take newspaper-thin paper and fold it down to about an inch-by-inch-by-inch by inch by inch cube, and it's got about size 4 font on it. And it lists everything imaginable that they found in the... Research and development of the drug to the point where you have some of the weirdest adverse reactions. Like, for example, if you're a woman, and I believe you have to be over the age of 30 for this to happen, but if you're a woman and you're over the age of 30 and you're taking Prozac, there is a possibility that when you sneeze, you will orgasm. (laughs) That's in the paperwork.
3: I just got over COVID last week and had it December last year. What vaccine? I, I that's I get it, but for everyone that says that, I could cite you ten that died from it and didn't have a vaccine. That's the that's the problem. There's just there's no it's hard to get to the data that says one way or another. It, a person's anecdotal individual experience does not a valid statistical sample make. If what, a lot of people I know believe that these things are so dangerous, this COVID vaccine is so dangerous and so harmful, that, that ultimately people are just going to start dropping of death. If that's the case, a couple of billion people are going to die pretty soon. And you're going to be left with a world without us. And that ain't going to be pretty. Um, I'm not sure there will be a world. If, if what happens is what people predict, seriously, it's crazy. Oh, gosh. Yeah, Gary Meridian said the same thing. If everyone read the adverts, we wouldn't take But he said, headache to death. You read that a minute ago. So, <laughs> Anyhow, we are out of time here on the program today. Oh, gosh. We can't get away from this vaccine stuff. We'll be back tomorrow. Super Talk Outdoors next. Stay safe. God bless, everyone.